Welcome to a patient safety podcast from Crico. Crico is the patient safety and medical malpractice company owned by and serving the Harvard medical community since 1976. People often think that medical malpractice lawsuits are a relatively recent phenomenon, something that cropped up for the first time during the consumer movement in the 1970s. But a Massachusetts General Hospital orthopedic case from the early 19th century points to the first so-called malpractice crisis, and it's nearly 200 years old. In the fall of 1821, Charles Lowell, a 28-year-old man from Maine, fell off his horse, and his horse fell on top of him, severely injuring his left hip. A country doctor and a general surgeon from the area both tried to reduce the dislocated hip. The patient was advised to stay in bed for a month, but was seen walking home two weeks later. A month after the procedure, the surgeon returned and advised the patient that they were unsuccessful and nothing more could be done. The patient was angry that the surgeon waited a month to re-examine him. He sought out the most prestigious surgeon in the country, Dr. John Collins Warren, a founder of Massachusetts General Hospital in Boston. Dr. Warren examined the patient, consulted others, and the next day he told the patient his hip was a dislocation of the femur downward and backward into the ischiatic notch, and he told the patient that he could not help him. The patient insisted. So Dr. Warren did try a reduction procedure in front of several physicians, and it failed. Mr. Lowell continued to be angry at the physicians back in Maine who first treated him. Despite Dr. Warren's strong advice not to, the patient sued his prior treating doctors for negligence. He lost the case, but a wave of malpractice cases followed in New England, and insurance was not widely available. Nearly 200 years later, the hip was x-rayed for the first time, revealing inferior dislocation with the head locked in the obturator foramen. To discuss this historical case and aspects that still apply today, we speak with Dr. James Herndon. Dr. Herndon is Harris Professor of Orthopedic Surgery at Harvard Medical School and Massachusetts General Hospital, and he researched this case for an upcoming book. Hello, Dr. Herndon. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, Tom. Um, a case is a fascinating mix of uh, issues that still resonate today in patient safety or in risk management. So you have a non-compliant patient, you have physicians criticizing prior treating physicians, succumbing to pressure from the patient or the family to do something um, perhaps not in their best medical judgment. What got you interested in this case to begin with? Well, I'm currently doing a project, writing a book about the history of orthopedics at Harvard Medical School. And before orthopedics was founded, orthopedic surgery was done by general surgeons. And the first general surgeon of significance, of course, is John Collins Warren at the Mass General Hospital, co-founder and first surgeon-in-chief at Mass General Hospital. So in reading his papers and about his life, I came across the pamphlet that he had written, a 142-page pamphlet to the Supreme Court Justice of the state of Massachusetts defending his actions in a malpractice case against two doctors in Maine. And while I'm reading this 142-page pamphlet, the curator of the Warren Museum in the Countway Library came over to me and asked me if I'd like to see the pelvis and hips, the skeleton of Mr. Charles Lowell, who Dr. Warren was writing about. Wow. And indeed, uh, this skeleton uh, remains. We're in a box in the back room in a closet at the Countway in the Warren Museum, donated by the Warren family, and it's about 189 years old, and it had never been x-rayed before. That's pretty amazing. So how well-known was this case at the time? At the time it occurred, uh, not well-known at all. But within the next two to four years, 
uh, during Mr. Lowell's three different malpractice suits and trials in Maine, it became very well known. And even after that, continued to be well known because Mr. Lowell was a very angry man, became a lawyer himself, very articulate man. And he and also the plaintiff and defense attorneys wrote open pamphlets to the public, letters to newspapers around the country, and it became really a case of national interest. Dr. Warren wasn't brought into the case. Why did the uh, patient go after the doctors in the uh, community? Uh, Mr. Lowell had a severe injury. He had been thrown off his horse, and the horse sat down on him with his legs, abducted apart, a severe injury. He was carried into a local friend's house. Uh, his family physician saw him, was unable to reduce the hip, and he called in a surgeon, Dr. Hawks, who came later. Mr. Lowell was very angry when the hip could not be reduced, which he found out later. Uh, Dr. Hawks didn't visit him for over a month after his injury. He was very angry that uh, Dr. Hawks didn't come to see him. And when he did come to see Mr. Lowell, he informed him because of the deformity that uh, he had the continued injury that uh, treatment had not worked and that there's nothing else that could be done. So Mr. Lowell was very, very furious. He sought uh, outside opinions, uh, came to Boston uh, three months later to see the very famous John Collins Warren at Mass General Hospital. But Warren couldn't help him and in fact probably did some procedures that weren't warranted and he wasn't ever uh, sued. It's interesting because he saw Mr. Lowell in a in a pub downtown in Boston and examined him. He was uh, concerned about the physical findings. It was a difficult diagnosis to make. Uh, he had a deformed limb, a painful hip, and this, is, of course, is before the days of x-ray. Dr. Warren went home that night, studied his previous cases. Uh, some have written that he spent most of the night thinking and reading about uh, Mr. Lowell. He went back to see him the next morning told him that he couldn't do anything about it, made the, a diagnosis of a posterior inferior dislocation of his hip. But because of the pleadings of the patient, he admitted Mr. Lowell to the hospital, and so they reluctantly treated him. Uh, they bled him, which was typical in those days. They gave him some emetics to relax his muscles, put him in a hot bath, and then put him in a traction device, which was commonly used in England to reduce hips. They tried for over two hours to reduce his hip unsuccessfully. Uh, he was discharged and on his way home sought the advice of other doctors in Rhode Island and Boston and elsewhere, including bone setters. All who tried to treat him were unsuccessful. So I think Mr. Lowell recognized that the leading surgeon at the time was unable to do so. Other surgeons were unable to do so. Uh, therefore, he directed his hostilities at the first two treating physicians. You call it a, a tipping point for malpractice. I do, uh, because prior to 1820, malpractice cases were very rare. Physicians felt they were usually against uh, unethical practitioners, and they were commonly seen in unexpected deaths or after complications with smallpox vaccination. After Mr. Lowell's popularity and the case that he published uh, so frequently about in the newspapers, orthopedics became the primary target for malpractice suits with patients with shortened limbs, stiff joints, deformities of both upper and lower extremities. And there was over a 900% increase in malpractice suits over the next 20 years. So what did uh, risk management look like during that medical malpractice crisis? I think that uh, risk management was 
minimal, uh, probably individually based. For example, Dr. Warren, in his last lecture to the Harvard Medical students, said uh, the following, avoid prejudice to a rival practitioner. Prosecutions for malpractice, which have become so frequent, have almost always been traced to the private hostility of a rival in the professional career. I think those words are so true today as they were then. Also, I might add, Oliver Wendell Holmes, a very famous physician and writer here at, in Boston at Harvard, used this case as an example in his opening lectures to beginning freshman Harvard medical students to let them know the kind of uh, risks they were taking entering into the field of medicine. Thank you, Dr. James Herndon, Harris Professor of Orthopedic Surgery at Harvard Medical School and Massachusetts General Hospital in Boston. I'm Tom Ajello. This has been a patient safety podcast from CRICO. More information about CRICO and efforts at Harvard to deliver the safest healthcare in the world is available on our website at www.rmf.harvard.edu.